Hey, this is Glenn. Welcome to an all-new episode of Other Moods, the podcast about introspection, observation, culture, spirituality, everything in between, reality itself. So, another listener warning, I am recording in an open window in New York City. So, if you hear something crazy, that's the reason. Don't be alarmed. So, the biggest news that's been happening on the global stage, of course, is the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. The longest reigning British monarch uh, passing away at the age of 96 after seven decades on the throne. And people have very passionate feelings. Some people love the monarchy and they're devoted royal followers. Some people hate the monarchy. They hate everything it represents, the history. They, they just hate the idea of it. Some people are just really attracted to the soap opera of it all, the real life sort of drama that takes place the tabloid stories and there's people who maybe just don't care at all but uh, Queen Elizabeth II was a significant public figure um, you know the fact that she was sort of a, a constant uh, sort of person like in the world stage where there's been a lot of lots of instability over the years and lots of changes but the fact that she was always there she was a constant uh, it makes us a really significant uh, event, and of course the role that you know Great Britain has played in global culture, and and her being a significant uh, part of that. So the reason I'm talking about Queen Elizabeth, the second passing away, is because you've seen these these outpour outpouring of grief and emotion and mourning. Uh, there are like ten days dedicated to mourning. There's lots of pomp and circumstance. And of course, no one does pomp and circumstance quite like the Brits. And when you think about sort of uh, this collective mourning that is happening, it's quite different from when you are, when you're dealing with personal loss and then maybe you or your family or friends are dealing with, and then when sort of the whole world or whole community is dealing with something. And of course, uh, the weekend, uh, we honored uh, and, and we commemorated the, the anniversary of the great tragedy that was 9-11, September 11th, the, the terrorist attacks, and which was another, this is another example of this collective community mourning. And the thing about and like I said before, forgive me, there's a dog outside barking. So the thing about this sort of collective grief is that it does sort of bind people together. This shared experience. And it sort of either sort of the connections between people. Maybe even though they may be temporary are developed or you know reconnected you can say that happens when you have these sort of events and tragedies and there's this grief and there's melancholy and the thing is that usually when you are dealing with these issues of grief you kind of want to move quickly past it right because it's because grief is horrible but it's also it's uncomfortable Especially, when I say, if you're dealing with a personal loss, 
and you feel like the world doesn't quite understand what you're going through. Strangers don't understand what you're going through. However, when you have a these huge public displays of grief, uh, that's a little bit different because there is sort of uh, empathy that is that you're surrounded by. Because people do, people do understand. It may be. Maybe to different degrees, but people do understand. And I remember, and this is one of the things you'll hear from people here in New York City in the days following the September 11th attacks, is that there was this um, this sense of just sort of compassion among New Yorkers. And New Yorkers, of course, are not known for that. You know, they know New Yorkers know for being tough and gruff and take you know no nonsense. When the days following September 11, there was just a sense of compassion among New Yorkers. There was a sense of empathy. There was a sense of, hey, I know what you're going through. I'm going through it too. There was looks of, this sort of, compassion and the way people spoke to each other, the way people looked at each other. We all had experienced something together, and because we all had that experience, we call, we were kind of looking out for each other in one way or the other. And in that type of environment situation, people are not necessarily rushing to get past the grief. Yes, people want to move on because you can wallow in grief and that can be destructive. But there's that sense of, okay, something, you know, something good is being born out of something uh, that was bad or something that is sad. You know, we often talk about when when you do when you do lose loved ones and there are memorial services and funerals and you're seeing people maybe you haven't seen in years or you know maybe even meeting friends and family people you may have just heard of people but you but you meeting them for the first time and there's this sense of coming together that even though you're you're in grief you're in this you're mourning. And there's sadness, there's this sense of, there's this comfort that is created by coming together. So I think it's, you know, like I said, what these, these sad emotions, bad emotions, anger, sadness, grief, these are things that you, they, they make you feel bad. And you want to get them over with if quick, as quickly as possible. Because we live in a culture where everything is so instant now. We go online and we can order stuff. And depending on where we live, you can get it delivered to our house within hours, right? From food to, to clothes to furniture. You uh, want to watch a movie, we click a button and there's the movie. We're so used to everything being instant. But there's some things, there's some, some, there's some conditions that can't be hacked. There's some human conditions that can't be hacked. You just have to go through it. And then, and then, and then what develops after that, you know, who knows? We, we always talk about, you know, things that make you stronger. Sometimes, some, sometimes things don't make you stronger. Sometimes you just stay where you're at. And sometimes things wound you in a permanent manner. We have to be real about that. 
and you know, Queen Elizabeth II was probably a, a great display of that, uh, you know, that British term, keep calm and carry on, right, that developed, you know, during the Second World War, that sort of, you know, steadfast, keep a stiff, you know, upper lip. And people do that all the time. People do that every day. People, when they get up and they go to work or they go to school, they just kind of move on. They kind of go on. And not necessarily deal with what's, what's at the source, what's at reality. Because they, don't, they feel like they don't have time. They feel like they don't have a choice. And, they, and sometimes they don't. They don't. Sometimes you don't have time to investigate or be... And being a state of inquiry about how you're feeling. You just have to move on. You have to go to work. You have to raise your kids. You got to go to school. You got to do this. You have to do that. Things just go on. And sometimes we, sometimes we kind of want that. We kind of just want to move on. Sometimes we don't want to deal with those emotions. And they can be sadness or grief or anger. Sometimes we just don't want to deal. But as you know, as Yoda might say, deal we must. You know, we 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 we, we had to go through it. So like when you, if you know, if you you have had like a bandage on you and you got to take it off and you pull it, it really hurts. Ouch! Right, but. You had to do it. You had to. You had to embrace that little bit of discomfort, that little bit of pain, just so you can move on. And and that deals with everything from 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 family relationships to romantic relationships, friendships, uh, work and business. Sometimes you're kind of like, I don't want to deal with that. It's too, you know, it's it's too much. And especially if, when it's very personal, because you feel like no one else understands. No one quite understands. As opposed to when the community is impacted by something, where there's that sense of, okay, everyone is kind of, in one way or the other, feeling something similar. Those are just some thoughts on a couple of things. Uh, in the podcast notes, you'll find the contact information and everything. If you want to contact me, if you want to support the podcast, other moves, of course, if you listen to this, uh, depending on the platform you listen to, you can always find this on on Spotify, Apple, Google, all major podcasting platforms, and of course, Anchor. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourself.